0: super talk mississippi media production kickstart your adventure now with a new good golf cart from country carts of brookhaven good golf carts are assembled right here in mississippi with the best features around and best of all they're street legal country carts of brookhaven 401 highway 51 south phone 601-748-0454
1: this is gerard gibbert and thank you for listening to middays here on super talk mississippi
0: get ready get ready to go beyond the headlines
1: Everyone, and welcome to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. We have made it to the hump day of the week. And it's been uh, a rather nice week weather wise. It is a bit warm, though. Yeah, oh. it's that last gasp of summer. What's supposed to happen today? My wife said, like, 97?
2: Yeah, I think this is actually the last gasp of summer. It's going to be the last hot day. And then uh, next week, temperature's looking good. I mean, technically, according to the calendar, tomorrow is the first day of fall, so that's to be expected. But, uh, yeah, it looks like the last day of summer is going to be the last hot day. Well, it'll still be warm, but you'll have cooler morning starts and overnights. Yeah, it's been hot.
1: I'm just going to call it that. Made the little junket over to Hotlanta Monday afternoon for the State Policy Network annual meeting at the Marriott Marquis down there in central downtown Hotlanta. Joined uh, my colleagues of Empower Mississippi, Russ Latino, Grant Callan, of course, been on the program many times. They were there, and uh, it was a great uh, day and a half or so. But getting out of here, you guessed it, didn't leave on time. Now, this plane was coming from Atlanta to Jackson, and let's see here, hold on a second, my computer says it's on mute, but it's not. Um, All right, so headed over to Atlanta, incoming plane, you know how you got that, Track your incoming plane feature. Oh yeah. In this case, on the Delta app, and uh, was tracking it. Well, it wasn't updating to show that this thing ain't leaving on time. I'm looking outside. There's no airplane, and it's time to board. You know, that's a pretty sure sign it's not leaving on time. And it. And there was. This is a deal. And I guess is this the post-COVID world? There's no agent at the gate to tell us what's going on. There are no announcements and the digital sign in the gate area has got like yesterday's flight on it still for that gate. So zero information and we're all waiting looking at each other. Everybody's on their phones trying to look it up. What the heck's going on? So finally was able to determine the plane that's supposed to carry us from Jackson to Atlanta is still in Atlanta. It hadn't taken off from Atlanta yet. And so finally they start, the system begins to update the status. And the status is that it's late a couple of hours. And by that point I had missed the scheduled dinner I was supposed to attend. I did manage to run into some folks in a uh, one of the restaurants there in the marquee, that I was sitting by myself, my colleagues were off and about and was invited to join this nice group of three others from uh from Michigan worked for a policy a conservative policy organization up there a couple of different organizations and had a nice couple of hour chat honestly it's it's interesting meeting with uh, other folks from other states who are interested in the same sort of policies and who are working for organizations that are advocating for, sometimes lobbying for those policies, working to advance those policies, and the challenges that they encounter in a state such as Michigan. And yesterday, Had a meeting with uh, an organization based in uh, Pennsylvania, Commonwealth. Very well-known, very old policy advocate group. And met with three members of their board and three or four members uh, of their staff. But interesting having a conversation about, well, gee, you guys are in Mississippi. I, I think our listeners will find this rather fascinating. I certainly did. So the questions to myself and Grant, our CEO of Empower, were, gee, you guys got Republican majorities in your House, in your Senate, your governor, your statewide. What's the problem? <laughs> and so we tried to unravel and explain that it's not quite as easy as it seems, that there are varying positions on conservative policy, what even constitutes right, conservative policy. But when you think about a state like Pennsylvania, they're just in full-bore fight of the Democrats in their state, right? And one of the board members was was honestly a kick, and was uh, was entertaining, but also incredibly bright, you could tell, and said, you know, we meet with them and we think (laughs) everything is good to go. And then they go into their sessions or in their into their committee meetings and we think we're all settled. And then we find out a couple hours later, you did what? <laughs> Didn't quite work out. As imagine that happening in a political realm, huh? But this is not a fun day at the office. No, exactly. It just it was uh, I thought an interesting contrast on the challenges, you know, for an organization that is, is working to advance conservative policy, the challenges in a state such as ours, which is really dominated by the Republican Party, which should be on board with those policies. But when you look into it and you examine it closely, there are varying degrees of support for those policies, and some policies are are deemed as some members of the party to be objectionable whereas others are not so it's more than meets the eye I guess so
2: but and I think I've got that boiled down to its simplest terms okay in general if you align with the right or the Republican Party or conservatism yeah you are less inclined to like something changing I would agree That doesn't matter what it is. You especially are are disinclined to agree with a change that's, quote-unquote, progressive. But you even have some conservatives that would consider themselves so conservative that they're against even the changes that might benefit them politically or might actually be conservative changes. But because it's change, they still have that knee-jerk, I'm against it. I think that's right. There's an aversion in general to change. And all that is on the right side of the political spectrum. Somewhere you feel
1: like in the middle is where the proper uh, policy uh, lies. And the reason I say that is because the left wants to change everything, right, including our, our history, our, our
2: validated, well-established history. To and, re-imagine historical yeah, facts. That's a good to point. To decolonize them. Uh, exactly. We talk about it all the time. Uh,
1: in, in fact, to a great extent, I mean, if you think about the left, says, you know, pro life lawmakers are a threat to democracy, for example. And I don't know, the big government. Biden socialist, you know they're all about uh, just all about changing what got us here. Honestly, and I stated the other day, I think to a great extent that's uh, that's that's actually rooted in this issue of incumbency. We've just had it too dang easy. I can report something rather positive. I think positive. So there's some things that. As you point out, Rhino, you you sometimes need to embrace change because change. Some of these changes are good. In fact, that was actually a a hashtag we adopted at my company. Hashtag embrace change, and it wasn't because we were changing things, trying to change things to to worsen the environment or the situation. It was about we're change agents in the IT world. It's what we do, but we're all about enabling change. In, in facilitating change that empowered organizations and helped them achieve excellence and optimize their bottom lines and, and their organizational efficiencies and their productivity.
2: A great big pile of smaller efficiencies.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And sometimes that means you got to embrace change. Sorry, you can't use that calculator anymore to do the financial statements. You're going to have to use this computer over here. Oh my gosh, I can't do that. I've been doing it this way a hundred years. Yeah, but it takes you a month to do what this thing will do in five minutes. That's that's good change. But changing historical fact, that's bad change. And I'll talk about that later on in, in the program, how there are some states now that are mandating what they're calling bias-free history. I think that's a good idea. It's crazy you have to do that. It ought to just be history. We're coming right back with Tim Moore from the Mississippi Hospital Association.
5: 9 5, 7, 8,
7: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
8: Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com.
6: Gero here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check it out. Let's do in. The talk that keeps Mississippi
0: talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
2: Let's get on
0: with it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: The Fab Four,
1: bumping us into this segment here on Middays, Come Together. Man, that's a pretty good message these days, isn't it? Good <laughs> We are back in the Element Well Studios. Joining us now, Tim Moore, President and CEO of the Mississippi Hospital Association. Tim, thanks for coming in.
9: Hey, God thank you. Glad to be here.
1: Yes, sir. So, uh, I I caught a report published in uh, Bloomberg last week yeah. that was uh, taken from an analysis done by the consulting firm Kaufman Hall on behalf of the American Hospital Association, and the report indicated that 53%, more than half, of the hospitals in this country are on track to lose money this year. And uh, that was a rather startling statistic, in my view. I caught one a couple of years ago. You may remember this, Tim. It could have been a little longer than a couple of years ago. Produced by KPMG, mm-hmm. one of the big four accounting firms, yep. which indicated that 75% of the community hospitals in this country were cash flow negative. Yes. Does that sound?
9: Oh, absolutely plausible. No, no. I mean, no, no. I know you're
1: in this; these are your members yeah. every day.
9: <laughs> absolutely, and, and uh, I spent uh, or have been spending quite a bit of time with them lately to hear those stories. Uh, matter of fact, that same Kaufman Hall story goes actually that was a range. Okay. Bloomberg used the fifty-three percent, but it goes up to sixty-eight percent. Okay. So it's even worse than, wow. than what you're saying. Uh, yes, uh, startling news. Um, Particularly on a state basis, it's actually worse than the national basis. I figure. Um, God, I have talked to systems, independent hospitals, small hospitals, uh, and the best case scenario I'm finding for budgeting in 2023 is a break even. Okay. Everybody, the big systems are all budgeting losses, big losses. You look at um, what the, what has happened this year, just astronomical historic losses in our hospitals. And, of course, it's not sustainable. It wouldn't be in any business. And it, it, let's, let's back up and, and sort of set the, 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 the stage for this. Um, in 2019, we did some research and looked at cost reports, which all the hospitals file with CMS every year, so you know kind of where they stand. At that time, the industry in the state of Mississippi was losing $11 million a month. Now, that's prior to COVID. We mask a lot of that with the CARES money, with the, the loans that came from sure. uh, Medicare and some of the other things that came through. Well, unfortunately, the CARES money is gone. Now our hospitals are being required by CMS to pay those loans back, those right. that took those loans, Right. and I tell you, most of them took the money in anticipation. Or at the at the time, not knowing what was going to come and what was going to happen, so they just banked that money. So it made your balance sheet look really good. Yeah. Now they're paying it. I had a hospital tell me Monday. I'm writing a check for seven point two million dollars back to CMS Friday. Mm. They never touched the money. Okay. It was. It, but it's going so back. So they now. reserved it for the the time at which they had to repay it. That's correct. So that's that's wow. where it is.
1: So. I, you know, here, here's, let me uh, uh, pose this question from a patient perspective. Sure. You go to the hospital, you get out, you're there for a day or two, and and thank God that it with the advances of medicine, most hospital stays for for routine surgeries are short in nature. I mean, it's exactly. come in, get your surgery, they pretty much they send yeah. you on your way, which yep. is a good thing because <laughs> we've advanced the technology such that surgery is not as morbid and. And doesn't require as long a rec- recuperation right. time, which is good, so we free the bed up, we get you off the uh, off the expense ledger there, but you get the bill and it's insane, high, and so I think the average
9: patient says, "How could they be losing money based on this? what's going on?" Well, the biggest component there is the bill is certainly not what's going to be Sure, paid. sure. And it's going to be a fraction of that. In most cases, it's somewhere around 30%. Okay. so uh, And in, in some cases, depending on who the payer is, it may be worse than that. Yeah. So that's the issue. We have seen historic increases in expenses, okay, supplies, drugs. The big one, labor. Labor, yeah. Fifty percent of a hospital's expense, customarily, was made up by labor. Just the uh, in that same Kaufman Hall study that you referenced, there was a segment there about um, contract labor. Normally runs now. This is nationwide. Yeah. Thank goodness Mississippi has not normally used as much contract labor as they have in other states. Okay. But uh, the typical um, hospital would have ten percent contract labor that they would fluctuate up and down as, as the, the census goes up, okay? okay, as the need came. Sure, That is up to over a third now, 33% yeah. of their cost is contract, contract labor. Which
1: is, I'm going to guess, triple what a full-time employee would be?
9: Uh, I did a little math this morning, it was about 234%. Uh, close. Right? <laughs> You're real close. <laughs> <laughs> You're real close. Pretty good, a lot. Pretty good guesstimation there. Guys. That's good. That's real good. Uh, so, you know, that, that's not sustainable. No. There, there's no way. Um, the stories, and it, it's no longer, it's no longer just the, the medical clinical staff, um, because everything has gone up. We've seen the inflation rates go up so much. I had a uh, administrator share with me a story that occurred over the weekend. He and his son were coming back from a ball game or something. They stopped at Burger King. They pulled up in the window, and a big smiling face to give them their their, their plopper okay, was. <laughs> Two of the best dietary employees that that administrator had, and wow. they said, "Hey, Mister So and So, mm-hmm. it sure is good to see you. We hadn't seen you in a long time." Mm-hmm. And then, of course, his son starts asking. He said, well, "Damn, why, why, why are they here and not at the hospital? Because whopper, the Burger King can pay them five dollars more an hour than I can." That's unbelievable. So that's the competing force you got now. Not only with our, our nurses and techs and things like that, but you know, and and you start asking. From their perspective, everything's going up that I buy, so I can't take the cut now because it's all going up. Well, the hospital can't keep funding it without some help. So we are trying to get very creative and look for ways that we can do some things and get some more money into the hospitals.
1: Yeah. To those who would say, uh, being a little bit of uh, an antagonist, I guess some would <laughs> okay. say, but to those who would say, well, you're not accurately reporting uh the financial activities that that there's be, because it is complex let's let's very be complex. honest the, very complex it, it's different in that as you know you' got multiple payers, and what you sell is got a multitude of rates. Associated with it, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not. It's not like yeah. I, I'm in, I'm a vendor, I'm a supplier, I'm a seller of some product and services. I pretty much have a standard catalog of pricing. In the healthcare industry, it'd be equivalent to walking into the Burger King and there being five prices for a Whopper, depending on who's paying right. and who's buying, essentially. Yeah it's complicated so what do you say to those who say well you guys really are fudging a little bit on the books here to make it look worse than it is
9: yeah um, I, I would say that uh, the complexity of health care is creating a real disconnect uh, if you look at our situation what has happened to that whopper over the last three years it's gone from I don't know what that uh, uh, two bucks to five bucks seems like it to me yeah I mean, Sounds gone, about I'm, just, right. and I'm just throwing that out okay well, hospitals have not had that option. Um, the price is, is what it is. All the expenses have gone up. The The payment for that service, which is very complicated because we're all different, and it's so, so much of a challenge. If we come in and have a gallbladder, and you do great, you're in and out, You know, maybe even go home that afternoon. Well, I have complications. Something in my body didn't work just right. Something was different. It's not an exact science, and and it's why we've always said you call it practice in medicine because it's always something different. And you you have to realize that 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 burden of additional care costs more money. Now what have we been challenged to do on the transparency websites is to say how much that's going to cost. We're trying to do that. The best way to do that is go to the insurance company and show you what they pay. This is what my part's going to be, and this is what my insurance company's going to pay. That's who has all the numbers, yeah, because they got the averages. They know what they paid on everybody in the state. So that's where it needs to go. And then when you talk, start talking about fudging on numbers a little bit, let's look at all the hospitals that are on the verge of being a negative or going out of business. We're seeing hospitals close. There's about five hospitals that are on the brink right now of shutting the doors. In Mississippi. In Mississippi. Yeah. And, and everybody knows most of those. Yeah. Well, our insurance companies are showing record profits. Okay. Now, why, why? Why is that? Okay, that's a challenge. in Hold my mind. that
1: thought. We got we a gotta... break right here. We'll come back. To... You can stay with us. I'll stay with. Yeah, you. Yeah, we got Tim Moore, president and CEO of the Mississippi Hospital Association. We're coming right back in the Element Well Studios.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 96. Tonight, clear conditions for you, low around 72. Thursday, sunny conditions and hot, high all the way to 97. And for your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaren Mercantile since 1871. For all your dear camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis McLaren Mercantile in downtown Bolton. At Batteries Plus... We power family road trips. We power bedtime
10: stories. We do more than replace batteries and fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit us in-store, curbside, and at batteriesplus.com. In Mississippi, fall means cooler temperatures, football, and hunting season. It also means amazing rebates from Browning Safe Company. But not just any rebate, triple rebates. Security Joe with Discount Gun Safe says it's time to save big now on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now to the end of September, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and receive a rebate for $150, $225, or $300. That's triple the savings on Mississippi's number one choice of gun safes. Just think of... What you can do with that extra money. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl and browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Check out the Browning Fire Rated and FEMA approved vault door on display at Discount Gun Safe. If you need your new safe delivered and installed, their licensed and discreet delivery can do it for as little as $100. That's Discount Gun Safe 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Tupelo High School was placed on lockdown as a precautionary measure this morning following a bomb threat. All students and staff were immediately evacuated, and in conjunction with the Tupelo Police Department, a thorough search and investigation is being conducted. Gas prices have fallen over the past month, but prices in general remained around 8.3% higher this August compared to a year ago. That's according to the Consumer Price Index. Ash Edwards with the Gulf Coast Business Council says as a state, we've fared pretty well in the current
14: economy. But
5: uh, things can continue to change, and usually
14: we lag behind what we're seeing in other states. And, you know, as interest rates go up, uh, as the housing market cools down, I think that there's going to be some pain ahead.
13: For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
3: This place right here, this is C-Spire Country. It's where Matt's sister scheduled her wedding on a college football Saturday. But luckily, he's a man with a plan—a wireless plan with blazing fast 5G, so he can stream the game right on his
0: phone. One eye on the nuptials. I now pronounce you man and wife. The other on the action. No! Yes! Welcome to Ceasefire
6: Country, where champions reign. 5G not available in all areas. Capable device required. Visit ceasefire.com for details.
0: with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi.
6: Okay, now you have a good one.
1: Now I feel like I'm ready to go to sleep with a little lead sort
9: pretty smooth, eh?
1: <laughs> oh, man. We are back in the Element Well Studios. We've got Tim Moore, president CEO of the Mississippi Hospital Association. So you were just going down the list of all the various challenges, and, and I just shared with you, uh, Tim, that while we're on the air here, I get an update from one of the services I subscribe to that tracks what's going on in the healthcare. Uh, industry, in particular from an economic and uh, perspective and financial perspective, and says that because of the cuts in Medicare that are scheduled to go into effect October 1, essentially, okay. mm-hmm. looking at $600 million of losses of revenue uh, to mainly rural and community hospitals That's is correct. what they're saying.
9: That's correct. Well, that's a big chunk
1: of money out of there, and you were just sharing with us about the number of hospitals in our state that are upside down, but before we went to break, you also uh, referenced the insurance industry, the yes. you know, healthcare yes. insurance carriers and how they uh, seem to be producing quite tidy profits. So they do. Tell us
9: about that. Well, you can look at uh, or pull almost any of the insurance companies and, and look at the stock price or, or actual returns. Um, they have done significantly well over the time that we've gone through the pandemic and then also coming out. Um, certainly there has been a decrease in the utilization of health care because mm-hmm. it kind of got pinned up. and Nobody wanted to come to the hospital because they are afraid they'd get COVID. Right. And, of course, that uh, that created some critical situations, too, because people that needed to be at the hospital were afraid to come. So uh, certainly when they got there, their expense went way up. Yeah. But volumes have been down. But when you look at the rates that come back, and and we we talked a little bit about this, um, uh, any other industry is able to adjust prices as as their costs go up. Healthcare is not that simple. It doesn't work that way. Uh, you negotiate with third party payers uh, for care that you provide for another party. So they try to pay as little as they possibly can, and in, I don't know of many opportunities in the state of Mississippi, particularly independent hospitals, that have a strong lever or leverage that they can negotiate a rate with any of the big players. Yeah. They basically get a contract. This is what we're going to pay you this time. And then sometimes it may be, we're going to tweak this. We're going to give you a little bit more money for this procedure, but uh, we're going to take it away over here. So it's going to be budget neutral. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be okay. Yeah. So, you know, we've we've got... Uh, a, a real complicated scenario for our patients to try to understand. And uh, to be perfectly honest with it, even some in healthcare don't understand sure. the complexity of, of what we try to do. But at the end of the day, we know that expenses are going up 15 to 20 percent or have since 19, and revenues are still flat or three to five percent increase. Okay. So that doesn't work. There's not an industry. That will survive without subsidy. And I, I, I laughed at that. I heard uh, uh, talking about uh, the EVs, yeah, and, and talking about uh, how uh, uh, what a wonderful thing it was, and how inexpensive you know it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, typically, if the government gives a subsidy for it, it's not going to be cheaper. No doubt about it. <laughs> so no doubt about it. We're in a situation that we're going to have to have something from somewhere, or you're going to have hospitals closed across state of Mississippi. So- you're going to lose services. Um, I, one, if I can say one other yeah, thing. on that. Sure. I had a good friend of mine that, that uh, we were in a discussion, uh, actually with, uh, and this has probably been 10, 15 years ago, and we were in discussion with some lawmakers and saying, uh, you know, y'all got to do something about cost. I mean, you you got to cut this. And we, uh, he's sitting here, long-term administrator, that's saying that, look, we can fix it. We can make this a profit center, if that's what you want. Now, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like that situation. <laughs> but we'll come in in the morning at 7 o'clock, and we'll start surgery. And we're going to be finished by three thirty, four 4 o'clock. So we're going to close at five. Now, if you need anything after five, <laughs> you just hang on. And if you live, we'll be here in the morning to take care of it. Right. People forget hospitals are there 24/7, right. seven days a week, 365 days a year. It never stops. Right. So you have to provide staffing and supplies to be able to handle whatever you're anticipating will come in.
1: Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, and and so there, along the lines of uh, related, I should say, to the discussion about the carriers, virtually across all the 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 business media, you see suggestions that premiums are going up next year. Yes. Yeah. Mainly advising yes. employers. Right. Get ready for group coverage. You're going to have to make a decision. You're going to you're going to absorb the increase or pass it on. pass it on to your employee. Combination of the two, what have you. But Tim, it's also true, though you know, and again, I'm not being defender of the insurance companies here, but as you know, they're they're bound by law, by the ACA, to pay 80% of their premiums out in the form of claims. And anything in, in, if they're not in line with that that ratio, they've got to send rebate checks out. And billions of dollars have been sent out. They're not necessarily large individual amounts, but I think Anthem. In California it has been tagged with the most. Yeah. So I'm just wondering given this this uh, last year or so where we have seen United Healthcare, Aetna, Humana all posted tidy profits and they're hell, that's probably fifty percent anthem, that's sixty seven percent. Of uh, if you combine, I, know, I think the top five have 85 percent. If I'm not mistaken, it's right. in there, but I just wonder if we're going to see some rebate checks going out. But then you're going to turn around and get hit with higher premiums. And I don't know what the situation here is in Mississippi, but uh, it's a mess because we have this this multitude of parties involved in yes. the transaction. Correct. And that, to a great extent, is a, a function of government intervention. Uh, because we got Medicare, Medicaid, Tricare, private insurance, Obamacare exchanges, individual, group—it's ridiculously
9: complicated. It hurts your head. It does. It does. Just and trying to understand it. We we we're challenged with it every day, and you know that's one of the things that we have uh, tried to lobby for, and that is consistency. Yeah. With payers, um, and 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 somehow that that works in their advantage for it yeah. to be inconsistent, because I mean, c- claims can be denied much easier. If you have to do it, you have to be the one processing a claim, and you have to be sure that you're doing it the way this insurance company wants it. And if it's not, you did it like the other insurance company wants, it, then it's denied. Yeah, uh, it's a challenge there as well. And and you know, I mean, it needs to be right. There's no you,
1: question. What What are you pushing in the 23 legislative session coming on?
9: What's your priorities, the group? Uh, well, you know, we've got uh, we've got several things. Most of them around uh, around funding, um, but we're still working. Uh, to finalize the the agenda it'll actually go to our board in October okay um, but uh, you know some of the things is a lot of folks may not know that the hospitals pay a, a bed tax right uh, and it funds the supplemental payment the state portion of the supplemental payments that come back to hospitals yep. uh, from CMS. Um, you know there, there needs to be some heavy discussion on either that being lowered or even done away with okay. at this point in time okay. I mean we're, we're all for cutting taxes. Okay. I mean, that, that shouldn't be as big an issue. And, and we've, we've all talked about the, the, the surplus of, of money that we have. Um, there is something that, that we've got to try to do for our rural hospitals. There, there's got to be, you know, whether that's in the form of some kind of access payment or, or something like that to keep our hospitals at a, at a basic. You know, we, we hear folks say, well, you know we don't need all the hospitals. Well, I promise you, if you live in that community where that hospital is, You're going to say that I need that hospital, yeah. and you should. Should it be maybe in the form that it is now? Maybe not. Maybe it needs to be in an access point or certain services provided. And I'm all for that, and we have conversations about that constantly. But, Lord, the problem, you have to have cash or or access to resources to make changes sure if if you don't have resources then it's hard to make a transition to another model yeah and that's something that we need to kind of log okay can legislature help us with that help us get through a transitional time um if we don't do something um i, I had an administrator early in the week also tell me um that every hospital regardless of your reserves and and how much you have set aside there's a time when that runs out, okay, so we all have a a day, yeah okay that, sure. that that we close the doors, yeah, and this particular hospital said his would be in the summer of next year, hmm. okay, but everybody has one. you only have so much revenue when you're taking when you're sending out and paying for expenses and labor more than you're bringing in, just like any other hospital or any other industry, you're going to close. you can't do it.
1: Well, my concern is that we're headed for a tipping point uh, oh, sooner rather than later. And yeah. uh, I, I don't know what all the solutions are. I know your group is working on it. And, and uh, we'll present what you think you need, at least from the legislature in some that. form or fashion. And we'll see. Where that goes, uh, two seconds. The Blue Cross and UMC conflict—is that hurting your members as well? Is it causing a problem, or and do you have a position?
14: Yeah,
9: we we've tried to sort of stay out of that. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, separate contract negotiations, okay. so it's not through the association. So gotcha. we kind of stay out of that. Makes sense.
1: Appreciate it. Jim yes, sure. Moore, President CEO of Mississippi Hospital Association, has been our guest on Middays. Thanks for coming on, too. Thank you, Appreciate sir. Appreciate it. We'll come right back. Stay with us.
15: 50 50 years.
16: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water. And we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call. 601-879-3969.
11: Are you in the market to buy or sell a home, but you're apprehensive because you've heard that the market has slowed? I'm Shelley Presley with Four Corner Properties of Central Mississippi, and I'm here to tell you not to worry because we are still booming. Rates are still relatively low and our biggest hurdle is inventory, so it's still a great time to make that move. Call me today and I will get to work for you, 601-622-0588 or at the office at 601-952-2828.
3: Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Innovative Health Clinic, providing personalized in office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. Innovative Health Care, helping you get your life back.
5: This is the opening agri market report. The opening of the New York cotton exchange, December cotton was up 249 to 95.82. March cotton was up 246 to 92.91. The open at the Chicago Board of Trade November soybeans were down 14 and a quarter to 1464 and a half per bushel. January soybeans were down 13 and 3 quarters to 1470 and 3 quarters of a bushel. December corn was down 10 and 3 quarters to 681 and a quarter per bushel. March corn was down 11 cents to 685 and 3 quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile December live cattle was down 12 to 15095. February live cattle was up a nickel to 15525. October feeders up 102 to 181.05. November feeders up 80 to 182.07. At the open, the Dow Jones up 187 points, 30,893. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Welcome to Dog House Living. Our guest is
8: Bob and his wife, Jenny, who started his craze. Well, you know, while digging, I hit a gas line and blew up our house. Well, Bob, I'm just blown away. No pun intended, of course.
11: Why wouldn't you just call 811?
8: So, the takeaway, folks, to stay out of the doghouse, call 811 before you dig.
6: Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially farmers like you. It's a single energy source that can fuel most anything on your farm. From irrigation and grain drying to building heating, propane has you covered. Reliable, hardworking propane will help you improve yields, protect your land, and save money. See how propane can help meet your farm's energy needs by visiting propane.com now. Propane, it's the energy for everyone.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to midday Super Talk Mississippi. Right back with you in the Element Well studios. Appreciate you joining us. So, looking at the uh, the Dow this morning, it is presently down, uh, excuse me, up, up, pardon me, about 150, kind of hanging around in that, that range. And it's a little surprising because we got the Fed later on today expected to hike rates by three-quarters of a point. But I don't know that it's what they do today that matters the most in terms of how this will affect your money. I think it's the messaging about their future approach and posture. What uh, Jay Powell says this afternoon is more important, I think, than what the Fed does as it relates to interest rate adjustments. And we shall see, still shooting for a so-called soft landing, which means the Fed can implement monetary policy. (laughs) Generally speaking, that comes in the form of interest rate hikes to tame inflation while at the same time avoiding a recession. Now, lots of economists, and before I say this, remember what we said before, economists have to have two hands because every discussion from an economist always has the caveat, the qualification. On the other hand, so you gotta have two hands, but what they're saying is that there's an expectation in general that we're going to get a couple of more, three-quarters of a point hikes, maybe half a point by the end of the year, which would put the Fed funds rate, the benchmark interest rate, in the four and a half to five percent range. After today, we'll be in the three and a half to four, roughly, three and a quarter to four range. Uh, So if that happens, likely to see U.S. Treasuries, the 10-year, which is the one that drives mortgage rates and um, other consumer financing, credit cards, vehicles, large purchases, etc., those rates are tied to the 10-year, 10-year sitting at around 3.4%. Anyhow, you could see that rise further as a result of the benchmark rate going up. You already got 30-year mortgages above 6%. Six and a quarter, I think, is the average. Last I looked, you're looking at 8% mortgages by first quarter next year, if that's the case. Eight to nine percent. Not quite where we were in the, um, in the early 80s, but still quite high, very high. The housing industry, Home, National Association of Home Builders is already reporting fairly significant decline in activity. The mortgage industry saw one big mortgage company yesterday reported they're laying off staff, not enough demand. So these, I think, are all harbingers of the economy in the next quarter or two and beyond. But that is sort of the expectation now. So he's coming on at 2.30 Eastern. That'll be about 30 minutes after we're, we're off the air. And I will attempt to tune in, see what O.J. Powell has to say so we can report on that tomorrow. I think the market just says, yeah, we we're, we're kind of got it baked in at that three-quarters of a point. This is what we think is going to happen. I also think it's just been pounded so much, a little bit of a nibbling of buying. But it wouldn't shock me if in the next um, 30 days we test the June lows again. And then we see some sort of bounce, hopefully, after that. But right now, most investment advisors are saying, keep your powder dry, maybe nibble a little bit. I mean, good quality companies are always good buys, honestly, if you believe in the, the overall future of, uh, of the country and our economy. But that's where we are. Now, what's fascinating to me is, from a political perspective, is we got the midterms coming up. The Democrats just don't want to talk about that, whatsoever. They don't want to talk about the problems. And any time Corrine Jean-Pierre is asked about inflation, the economy, etc., she and the President have this sort of standard set of talking points, which is unemployment, 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 record job growth. And once again, they refuse to acknowledge the fact that, well, sure, that's easy after we had record job loss. I mean, it can't go anywhere but up, as they say. But that's still not addressing or discussing the fundamental core issue that's driving Americans crazy, which is this inflation uh, that's keeping some of them up at night, honestly. They just don't seem to want to talk about that, or immigration, or crime, and the things that are important. They want to talk about unemployment rate, abortion... And Trump. That's pretty much MAGA Republicans. That's what they want to focus on. Time for a break. We're coming right back after the news at 1205 today. Ken Newberger, Executive Director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association.
0: We're coming right back. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090.
17: This is a Fox News Alert. I'm Chris Foster. Addressing the 77th United Nations General Assembly, President Biden says Russia's invasion of Ukraine is an attack on the UN's charter.
5: Permanent member of the United Nations Security Council invaded its neighbor, attempted to erase a sovereign state from the map.
17: He calls nuclear threats from Russian President Vladimir Putin reckless. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis faces a class action lawsuit brought on on behalf of migrants that he had flown to Massachusetts from Texas. The suit claims the migrants were lied to about where they were going and given false promises about job opportunities and other benefits florida senate republican marco rubio on fox
18: they just got here they're not even here legally they didn't enter the country the proper way and they're immediately in court demanding rights and claims under our laws this is outrageous
17: de DeSantis denies anybody was tricked into going to martha's vineyard this suit also names the state of florida's department of transportation and transportation secretary america's listening to fox news
13: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Conservative Republicans in both chambers of Congress are calling on GOP colleagues to reject any funding deal that could give Democrats the opportunity to pass a new budget before the end of the year. Mississippi Congressman Trent Kelly described the environment in the House.
5: Other than the funding bill that they will try to pass this week, uh, there is no interest in them on working on anything that helps the American people.
13: Congress has a few days left to take action before government funding runs out at the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th. Congress is poised to extend that funding through a short-term continuing resolution. Republicans penned a letter Monday saying they shouldn't accept anything short of a clean continuing resolution that doesn't contain any additional spending, which could worsen inflation and prolong the current economic recession. When it opens, Marty Stewart's Congress of Country Music in Philadelphia, Mississippi, will celebrate the genre through live performances and educational programming. The $30 million project is a labor of love for the Mississippi native who's been collecting country music memorabilia almost his entire life. Dr. Dan Bernard is looking forward to the
4: shows. Our opening week, December 8, 9, 10, 11, four consecutive nights starting with Marty Stewart, then Ricky Skaggs, then Bitskill, then Bill Gaither.
13: The country music legend told us they'll be able to seat around 500.
1: Season one is booked, and uh, season tickets are starting to get hard to come by. Uh, People are calling from all across the nation. And as soon as the the glory fades on that, we go right back into raising funds and building phase two.
13: Log on to congressofcountrymusic.org for more info.
19: To good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's radio happy hour, weekdays from two
16: to three p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Welcome to the show that challenges you to think, to think deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Midday's with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Everyone, hour two of Midday Super Mississippi Live from the Element Well Studios on this Hump Day! Appreciate Tim Moore, CEO, president of the Mississippi Hospital Association, for joining us today. It's a fascinating discussion, and it's an extremely complex industry. And uh, you know, things that I think frustrate consumers, patients. You want to know how much something costs from a medical perspective? It's hard to get an answer, if at all, because it's often not known. I mean, there's just so many unknowns and so many factors, and and it's not like, as, as we talked about in the last hour, it's not like standard sort of retail sale, where there's a price tag on the item, that's what you're going to pay for. It. Now, granted, some things are negotiable, large ticket purchases such as homes, which have a list price, or vehicles. But still, though, that's between those parties specific to that transaction. But heck, in the case of medical services, there are at least five for for every service. For every, what they call in the medical industry, the ICD. I think that's what it's called. The It's a code that the industry assigns to virtually every... Medical service provided. Those diagnostic codes, I think. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, is what it's called, right? And those
2: International are, Classification of Diseases. Okay, thank you.
1: And so those are, the, and they're constantly updated because we keep coming up with new science and stuff. It is a practice, as Tim suggested. But anyhow, that's what's used to essentially make the bill up in general. And uh and that's what's used to file insurance. Aaron, Aaron from Madison on the ceasefire tax line asks, how can a hospital lose money when they charge $13 for an Advil? And that's a it's a very valid and relevant question, and the answer to that is for everybody that pays $13, there's about 10 that pay zero. That's the fundamental problem. And so and this is the tough and challenging issue is when you look at the number of uninsured that get medical care, d- despite what the left says, which is people are dying in the street because nobody will take care of them. I know you've been around that somewhat in your, your career, Rhino. Can you think of a situation where ever a doctor just said, well, you can't pay me, you're going to have to die?
2: No. It
1: just doesn't happen. doesn't happen. Now, I'm not asking you to feel sorry for the doctors in that in that situation. I'm just saying that first by law if there's an urgent situation, that law passed in 1986 signed by Ronald Reagan, it's called Mtala, and you hear the medical community talk about it constantly. Well because of Mtala, we gotta do that and they're right, basically says if you show up at the at a hospital that is participating in Medicare, Medicaid, which is virtually every one of the major hospitals, there's some boutique, specialized hospitals that maybe don't. But in general, major hospitals around here, and likely they're not going to have an ER anyhow, but any of the major hospitals that you guys are all familiar with that have ERs, you show up in that ER, you're going to get treated. And the law says you got to at least get them to a point of clinical stability. Now, I don't know what all the complex definitions are of that, but in general, that's the concept. And it doesn't matter if they can pay or not. You're going to do that. There are some hospitals and there are some areas, including, I believe, here in central Mississippi, where they have an agreement, a pact amongst the institutions. I knew this was in place at one time. I'm not sure if it is anymore where they won't discharge a patient if they don't have literally a place to reside, a safe place that they can be housed. And uh, they, they work through that, try to figure that out. So the, un- the amount of uninsured care is high. And uh, about 30 million in this country still are not insured, but they still get sick and they still show up. They still get medical treatment. You got that, and then you got Medicaid, which reimburses, frankly, below cost. That's well-established. So, again, the, the issue, as you can see here, you got the same service that is reimbursed, that, that is charged at a different rate, depending on who's paying. Medicaid pays one, Medicare pays another, private insurance, and then you got the myriad of private insurers, all of whom have negotiated their rates. And like Tim said, to a great extent, it's like, here's what we're going to pay you for this. <laughs> That's the negotiation. And the same is true, we should point out, in this victory lap, the President and the Democrats are taking about, look, we're going to allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices. What what did we play the tape the other day, Rinoa? Uh, we we clobbered those big pharmaceutical companies. I don't know exactly what, we, we fought them, we beat them, or something like that. Big, big it, pharma. Big, big pharma, right. Well, what really happens is it's not a negotiation. And I'm not defending big pharma here. I'm just I'm just trying to to uh, share how it works. Medicare says, we're going to pay you for this for this much and that they produce the formulary and say, here's what we're paying. Take it or leave it kind of deal. It's yeah, not really to, a
2: negotiation. To break that down into just about the simplest terms you can. Just imagine one billing instance and then it's multiplied times thousands. But one billing instance, you get one, we'll we'll go to the Advil. You get that one Advil from the doctor. Well, the doctor's office or hospital now knows they can only bill up to a certain amount or it'll get immediately rejected by insurance or Medicaid. So they, they try to find that highest possible amount they can bill because it's only going to come back with a percentage of that. And that's the formulary. There certain right. formularies are on different tiers of cost and price. and So that's just one billing instance where you don't even know how much you're going to get paid for that Advil. So you're shooting for the moon, hoping it's not too high to get kicked out of the system, but hoping it's not too low to where you're not going to get paid enough to cover the cost. And then if you don't have insurance, you're usually getting a lower cost price, according to the bill, but it's still higher than it would have been because of the covering of uninsured. It's, and that's um, one billing instance.
1: It, even though it's not technically, there's not a negotiating process that occurs, It's that's still sort of negotiating one-on-one, right? right? You think about when you, when you purchase a, a major item, such as a house or a car. I mean, both sides start with a pretty big gap, and they try to whittle that down to an amenable price that uh, both accept at the end of the day. And so that's exactly what Rhino's describing, is what happens in medical billing, except it's sort of automated. Right. You know, they file it that way, and then it comes back, no, this is what we're going to do. And you guys, you're familiar with this. You get that explanation of benefits, which is in accordance with law, in the mail, and you read it and say, what the hell does this mean? (laughs) Seriously. It's so ridiculously complicated. Uh, I think I shared the story about how I went to buy a vehicle 20 years or so ago and found out that I had a collection on my credit report. This was before you had access to your credit reports. This was back in the 90s, the way you do today online. And I owed $300 that was was left over, that was um, still delinquent. For when my son was born, oh, actually my son had—excuse me—son had some sort of little surgery on his nose, and it was like six years ago. I didn't know, and that's how that stuff used to work. And you show up and say, "Well, heck, I have no reason not to pay this $300." It's gone to collections, and nobody ever called me about it. And when uh, it's because you can't tell who you owe and how much you owe them, it's, it's hard. It's complicated. And sometimes I feel like, well, they do that intentionally, but I just wonder how many other folks out there get all these bills and these explanations of benefits say, I'm not sure. Sometimes it says, this is a bill, this is what you owe. Sometimes it says, this is not a bill, don't pay that. But that's all because we've got third parties involved, sometimes multiple third parties, and the government on top of that, which has just exacerbated the convolution. It's made it a big old mess, but... Wow, uh, let's see here. Keith Baden says, as high as doctor and hospital bills are, I don't see how they are losing money. Yeah, same same argument. And again, you got to take into consideration, Keith, all the patients that receive medical services and treatment and so forth that don't pay anything because they just don't have any insurance and don't have any money, but they still get the care. Then you got to take into consideration the fact that Medicare and Medicaid, Reimbursed below cost. Private insurance is barely above cost. So I know this is a head-scratcher. It really is. But this has been evolving for as long as I've been tracking this stuff. And that goes back to 2008. And this is evolving. And what we're seeing now is a culmination of all of that. But, wow. That's a little disco there. Fifth of Beethoven, we're coming right back in the Element Well Studios. Don't forget Ken Newberger with the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association is at 1205.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 96. Tonight, clear conditions for you, low around 72. Thursday, sunny conditions and hot, high all the way to 97. And for your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis mclaurin Mercantile since 1871. For all your deer camp needs, stop by today. Gaddis mclaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton.
19: Madison Sellers on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center.
12: Magnolia Health is made for Mississippi, a statewide network of specialists and primary care physicians at more than 17,000 locations, community outreach programs, and quality jobs for nearly 400 Mississippians. Our commitment to building healthier communities in Mississippi has never been stronger. Learn more at magnoliahealthplan.com benefits.
7: Your next deal on wheels is at Pinnacle Motors. Head on over to Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon for that no-hassle experience on your next pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Classics? From a 57 Chevy to a Corvette, we have those, too. And grab that trailer to pull that four-wheeler, ATV, or tractor as well. Financing, warranties, and we'll buy your vehicle, too. Pinnacle Motors is the place for you. Visit us online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles. Affordable prices. Pinnacle Motors.
14: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The talk
0: that keeps Mississippi talking. we rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Medal from Van Halen. <laughs> David Lee Roth. Back in the Element Well Studios on the C Spire text line. Private practices are struggling as well. I run a private practice therapy clinic. Our reimbursement rates from insurance companies have not increased in the 12 years I've been there. Therapists now graduate with doctorate degrees, so they expect more. Hospital reimbursement rates are over twice what we get. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Gerard, if you fall asleep to Led Zeppelin, I would absolutely hate to hear what you wake up to. Well, <laughs> it was uh, a Led Zeppelin tune that kind of kind of rocks you to sleep a little bit. What was it? I don't even remember the name of it.
2: The one what is it. and what uh, what should never be? Yeah. There you go. I like Led Zeppelin, though. Yeah, the song has its ups and downs. It <laughs> gotcha. gets a little wild at one it, point. It
1: does. Well, it's Led Zeppelin. You got to. With all that talent, they got to get wild. Yeah, I see it, Jerry. I've been watching it uh, on the screen here in the studio. The New York State Attorney General sues Donald Trump and his children, Ivanka, Eric, and Don Jr. for fraud. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, don't know how that's gonna work out. There's a number of reports of some issues the former president may have with some of that. I look, this isn't about trying to recover any money, I don't think or or for any sort of retribution for those who may have been defrauded. This is about trying to bring dishonor and discredit and just smear this, this uh, Donald Trump so he doesn't run again. That's, oh, there's total focus, and that is what the Democrats hope to uh, take to victory in the midterms. Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs case, and Donald Trump. That's what they're focused on. Look what you're going to get if you vote for these MAGA Republicans.
2: I've seen it reported as a legal maneuver to once again try to get their hands on his tax returns.
1: Oh, okay. I, I don't know what they expect to find in those tax returns. What They
2: just want to prove that he's not as rich as he says he is.
1: Well, I don't think he is either, but who cares? I don't care.
2: They think that a big chunk of the population cares for some reason. Okay. Well, I think they're wrong. Yeah. just don't care.
1: And I'm not honestly... I'm pretty familiar with the structure of tax returns. Not convinced you'll learn from that. No, that that won't be. But they are. Yeah. Well, they think that they can take a tax return document and examine it, and somehow extrapolate from from that someone's net worth. They're wrong about that. <laughs> they don't know what the hell they're talking about. So I don't. I think that's just uh, just fodder. Honestly, is it your birthday? It is. Why didn't you tell us? I just found out because somebody on the ceasefire text line said they remember your birthday being today, September 21st, and uh, this is B.W. in Jackson says, because all three of my children's birthdays, huh? All three are on the same day? Are you serious there, B.W.? That means all three of your children were born on the same date or day of September in this case? Well, I mean, if they were identical triplets, it wouldn't be unusual. But no, I didn't think about that. I guess, but I would have thought VW would have told us they're triplets. What are are Gods they triplets? are against you, though. Uh, what exactly? Which is why that's not the conclusion I made there. But happy birthday, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. That is it. I've got so to awesome. the
2: point in life where I have to do the math when it gets near my birthday to know how old I am.
1: <laughs> I got you. Carol on the C Spire text line, doctor ordered a test for my son. Insurance was dragging their feet and not sending approval for test. It was important. Did not need to be delayed. So we told the hospital we could pay for the test out of our own pocket and the hospital refused to do the test, refused to take our money. Insurance finally sent approval and all was okay. I was shocked they would not do the test and let us pay for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little shocked at that as well. That Honestly, I'm not disputing or uh, refuting what you said there, but that happens regularly. Folks pay for medical services out of pocket, just cash. I know a couple of people who have negotiated uh, lower costs for having a baby for delivery. And paid that out of cash. Literally wrote a check before they left the hospital, mom and child. So it doesn't make any sense to me other than, I mean, this is possible, Rhino, that they couldn't figure out how much it was. I mean, seriously. And it could be a situation where we don't know exactly what to charge you, and we may get paid more from the insurance company. And until we know, we don't want to do it and take your cash it's not like, well, here's the cash price. That, that's the problem that we've been talking about. There was a time when that was a little easier exercise, but it's not anymore. And it's crazy that it's come to that, honestly. But you can thank the government for that, in my view. So, uh, let's see. Hmm. Former Super Bowl champion found dead in North Carolina hotel room. That is from Sam from Mount Hermon, Louisiana. I not seen anything on that, Sam. We'll take a look at it. Bo from Gulfport says, Happy birthday, Rhino. I'm 41 today myself. Well, happy birthday, Bo. Mike in Gulfport says, Trump may not be worth what they estimated, but evidently the lenders didn't have a problem. And remind me again, how much salary did he take while POTUS? It's all true, Mike, but don't, uh, don't overlook the fact that Trump uh, did default on a fair amount of debt. So it was debt that was secured by real estate assets that went upside down. I mean, that happens, and honestly, you know, uh, what what often is said with respect to debt and credit and outstanding debt is, you owe somebody a few hundred bucks, that's your problem. You owe somebody a few hundred thousand dollars, that's their problem. (laughs) Seriously. So whatever these financial institutions are that entered into those agreements, those debt instruments, it's on them, honestly. But, uh, and I do think that there's some effort to expose that, some of the default that occurred with just some real estate that went south. It's what happens. But real estate in general is used as collateral for loans to develop the real estate.
2: Which they think will be evidence that he is not the businessman that he claims to be. Okay, well... Because, once again, the left doesn't understand private and business. Right,
1: and I wish I could say that every time you, you in business, take risk, that every single risk endeavor produces a return. Unfortunately, it does not, and that's why you've got to keep playing. I mean, honestly. just look at
2: their ideological mindset. They believe they can achieve utopia with enough government. No doubt about it. And in utopia, no one ever loses. There's never a bad bet on real estate.
1: Yeah, that's true. But they don't know what the hell they're talking about.
2: But, you know, right now,
1: to your point, to a great extent, Joe Biden and the big government socialists, they're fueling inflation. And Scott Rasmussen, who I think is one of the most skilled pollsters out there, One of the most credible, it reports that 88% in a recent poll of Americans agree we are in a cost-of-living crisis. In fact, 66%, 66% say it's a serious crisis. Two out of three. You know Steve Moore, we've had him on the program before. He's an economist. He produces a newsletter called Unleash Prosperity. I've been a subscriber to it, I guess, a year and a half or so, reported that his, uh, if you do the math, reported that since Biden took, took office, real earnings have declined by $3,000 in less than two years. When you take into consideration how wages have been adjusted slightly upward, but those are offset by a higher increase in inflation, that's a net negative increase in wages. And that's 17 months now we've been living, living with that. It's just amazing to me that we have folks running the country that just dismiss this, all these issues. They just don't even want to talk about it. And as far as they're concerned, it's just not real. It's MAGA Republicans and Trump and the Dobbs case. That's what you got to be focused on, folks. It's just crazy. And it's tone deaf, as we say. When we come back, we got some interesting sound to play for you. I'm going to see if Rhino can get it teed up that uh, you'll want to hear some more crazy stuff. I think this is on um, Don Lemon on Reparation. Stay with us.
19: What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Jannie King, the King of Clean, are excited for this season. At Jannie King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JanieKingCleans.com. Jenny King, the King of clean.
20: Swing into the Sanderson Farms Championship for a good time and a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Children's of Mississippi to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits each year. Last year, $1.5 million were raised for Children's of Mississippi, and more than $300,000 were raised for over 60 additional Mississippi charities. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship September 26th through October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson.
16: This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has a large selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, and fall color plants. Callaway's has large rolls of pine straw, and we offer quantity pricing. Callaway's outdoor patio furniture is in stock and ready for delivery, all 20 to 50% off, and for a limited time, free delivery in the metro area. Our farmers market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, fall pumpkins. Local honey, jellies, jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoor and outdoor living spaces? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High.
8: Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
13: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Conservative Republicans in both chambers of Congress are calling on GOP colleagues to reject any funding deal that could give Democrats the opportunity to pass a new budget before the end of the year. Mississippi Congressman Trent Kelly described the environment in the House.
5: Other than the funding bill that they will try to pass this week, uh, there is no interest in them on working on anything that helps the American people.
13: Congress has a few days left to take action before government funding runs out at the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th. Congress is poised to extend that funding through a short-term continuing resolution. Republicans penned a letter Monday saying they shouldn't accept anything short of a clean continuing resolution that doesn't contain any additional spending, which could worsen inflation and prolong the current economic recession.
14: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Every day, be sure to catch the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, greatness starts with the 2023 Ford F-150. Winning requires the right game plan, like the impressive towing and payload you will only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com for details. And don't miss the college football fix.
3: Tune in to Middays with Gerard Gibbert each weekday, live from the Element Wealth Studios. Is retirement on your mind? Do you have a plan? Go to myelementwealth.com to find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees.
0: Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation's contact MCEF today leading the way in training credentials and job placement Okay. Is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready, ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk Mississippi.
16: You
5: shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love as a man insane. You broke my will, I was what a thread. Girl this is
13: quitting balls of fire. I let that love all the time.
1: Welcome back, midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We were just talking about the New York AG going after Donald Trump. So, Ed in the Delta says if there was truly something damaging in Trump's tax returns, it would have been leaked long ago. Yeah, I'm just not convinced you're going to learn anything from a person's tax returns other than, I mean, it it may reveal, it would reveal his income more than his assets. And that's what you file in your tax return. So that his income is below what he's telling everybody, I don't know that anybody cares. I've always honestly thought that it may be because he makes a lot of investments in his real estate and uh, all these properties that qualify for for these very generous tax credits, historical preservation credits and stuff like that. You know, he built a golf course on the trash dump in New Jersey, for example, and I think that qualified, and a lot of the real estate in Florida as well. So maybe that would – they would – they think that his detractors would think that it doesn't look good, that he's taking all these credits, which are fully legal, and most of which were supported by Democrats in the tax code. And he ends up either paying a very small amount of taxes or no taxes. I don't know. That's what I've always thought. For, so what it's, what it's worth, the, the crux of the lawsuit, however, and this is something to pay attention to, and there could be something to it, is is that he committed fraud and that he misrepresented his net worth when he received loans from the various financial institutions and lenders. But again, I say, that's on the lenders. They are responsible for the underwriting. They are responsible for vetting those assets and verifying I've been through that, man. It's crazy. And uh, they don't miss anything, in my experience. So that's on them. Now, that's not excusing if a person produces a personal financial statement. I suspect a lot of people listening have had to do that at some point in their lives. As a business person, I felt like I was constantly doing it because... We had debt. We had debt on certain assets, um, capital equipment and so forth, and then you know, I financed the company's growth um, and acquisition strategy with what's called cash flow debt, which is not secured, but still required personal financial statements, as well as the most incredible financial statement package we had to produce on a monthly basis which exceeded that of any public company. That's just the way unsecured debt works. But if, in fact, he was dishonest in those documents, there's no excuse for that. But here's the problem. It gets so subjective. When you start valuing some of these assets, you're relying on appraisals if it's real estate. I mean, that's the the typical approach and process there. And that's not scientific either, honestly. I mean, I know appraisers will tell you they do have a a process they follow, but I've been through that some on some property, and I've often just had to come back and say, are you sure, you know, and question stuff in both directions. Oh, yeah, it can be some wild swings in either direction. Yeah, and to a great extent, I've seen them get a little lazy. Well, I just used the one down the street. At the end of the day, it's... It's awfully awfully curious here that you got this, you know, half an inch document and you came up with a number that's three doors down. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Like, how hard did you really, you know, calculate this and and, uh, um, labor on really trying to determine the true value here? And let's face it, real estate, it's worth whatever somebody will pay you for it. Simple as that
2: it's really any asset but any especially asset. in real estate right
1: especially in in real estate just cuz it's a big number typically but you're right i mean that's the that's the essence of capitalism honestly it's that exchange between buyer and seller and
2: po- i mean just look at how much covid helicopter money went to buy pokemon cards and crazy jewelry that's true, jewelry.
1: <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> that is true so um i, I don't know it's uh, it's a situation where i have thought since going back six years ago when this all came up. You remember the Democrats during the campaign. He lied He lied on his, his uh, financial statements to secure these loans, and then he defaulted on them. Well, what about the lenders? <laughs> you know, they, they're just now finding this out after they've been, they've taken a hit? After they absorbed the loss on that? It's on them. I, I can't comprehend it. Honestly, I, having personally been involved in that. I've never seen any sort of lending occur without extensive review by a completely different group, the underwriters. You got the people who sell the money, literally, in a financial institution. They get paid for it. Loan officers, etc. And you got the people who sign off on those, loan committees, and you know what they use? Another group called underwriters, and their job is to make sure, yeah, If we loan this money, our probability of getting paid back is pretty high. I'm simplifying it. But in general, that's what underwriters do. And they do an absolute deep-dive examination of, of those assets to vet them. Actuarial analysis. I went through it with my data center. You talk about something that's hard to put a price tag on. You can just imagine. You look at this. This uh this couple of large rooms chock full of all this complicated IT equipment, you know, and a catalog of what's in there a mile long, and you try to put a value on that, especially if some of that equipment's two, three years old, which oh, in some yeah. cases is ancient in yeah. our world.
2: Yeah. It's not like real estate where you have historical property value versus current property value and no. It's that computer is four years old. That is an antique. Well, not only that, it has no value. You can't, right. It's not like you could sell it. Like real estate could be old, you
1: could still get something for it, right? But often in in electronic and electronics and uh, the IT world, well, it's worth zero today. Nobody wants it. There's no market for it.
2: That's Except why. In- India where they tear tear it apart and repurpose the parts. Well, that's parts, true. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: But you but you know in general there there's no aftermarket, no. there's no secondary market. it's teeny tiny for that sort of stuff. But that's why underwriters come in. Okay, here you go. We'd open a rack up. Have at it, you know. <laughs> Here's what's in that rack. And it'd be part numbers about 19 digits long with descriptions that sound like they're just cryptic. Technology descriptions, like okay, what do you think that's worth? <laughs> uh, but that's what's going on here. So we'll we'll see where all that goes. But there's also no doubt the AG. This is all politically motivated. I know that's shocking, but she's had right. She's had it out for him and wanted to do this for years. Honestly. And it's a distraction more than anything else. Let's go distract him. Let's go consume him and his family so they can't think about running for president, I, really. And and honestly, I think what you'll see is if anything comes about between now and November 8th, we're, what, 47 days away or so, that uh, they will no doubt attach that to Republican candidates, especially those who were... Staunch supporters of Trump, or more importantly, those which he endorsed, and they'll bring that into the into the uh, the the fray,
2: because Trump derangement syndrome is still going strong. It's just it's stupid. I just I just look at the wacky leftists that sincerely believe that Donald Trump hid classified documents in his ex-wife's casket.
1: Yeah, that's
2: right. That is absolutely right.
1: Forgot about that. It's just dumb. It's so unproductive. But isn't that? Doesn't it seem like that's what we work on? That's what our focus is on, and what consumes us is all this stuff. It's it's the president, and for my CNN's
2: wall-to-wall about the New York AG on Trump instead of talking about oh I don't know the Russian minister of defense saying they're now at war with NATO and aren't afraid to use nukes on Germany and Britain. Please please share uh, that for our audience. You you you've been keeping up with it. Oh yeah, I, I mean I, I haven't night. kept up too greatly with it, but it there have been translated copies of state-run TV in Russia where the commentators are talking about how the Germans are already experiencing the cold and the winter is coming and how they aren't afraid to use nuclear weapons, but they're not going to use them in the Ukraine because they have to live there. It's theirs. So they're more worried about whether or not they would need to use it in Germany or or in England. And then the defense minister comes out and basically says, yeah, we're at war with NATO and the West.
1: Well, I woke up this morning to the news from across all the news sources, including the Wall Street Journal, where Putin has said, yeah, I might have to use some nukes here in so many words. And and I'm not kidding or something to that effect, you know, for emphasis. He said that. I don't put it past him. His his folks are on the run. He's also now drafting, right? He's yeah, reinstated a mobilization, mobilization
2: 300,000 units, and all the men are being forced to stay in while everybody's trying to get the heck out of Dodge. We're coming right back. Final
1: segment, Hour 2, and then uh, Ken Newberger with the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association.
0: Walking into Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is like walking into a spa. With its relaxed atmosphere and luxurious setting, you'll definitely feel at ease. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, you can choose either a male or female doctor. Whatever makes you more comfortable. Plus, Carter Sledge has the very latest in technology, like same-day crowns. Find out more at cartersledgedental.com. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, our smile begins with yours.
5: Back to living your best life. This is the midday agri market report. Clear Flame Engine Technologies announced on Tuesday a handful of what the company said are key partnerships to help the company meet its goal of commercializing its ethanol diesel engine technology by the end of 2023. ClearFlame Flame signed memorandums of understanding with Reviva and Vander Higgs, Incorporated to integrate the technology into a Class 8 truck. In addition, Clear Flame launched its first pilot fleet trial with Beck's, the largest family-owned retail seed company in the U.S. and the third largest seed brand overall. Also, a coalition, including Central Indiana Ethanol, Country Mark, and Co-Alliance Cooperative Incorporated have partnered to sell E98, a 98% ethanol blend, to BEX to fuel the pilot. The clear flame engine can run on 98% ethanol straight off the rack or even E85, so long as the fuel is close to 85% ethanol. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
4: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel?
1: In the Element Well Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi. Don't forget to join me uh, this coming Friday. I'll be up in New Albany to kick off the 2022 Tallahatchie River Fest. The Tallahatchie River Fest is presented by BNA Bank, Baptist Memorial Hospital, Roberts Trucking, Family Clinic of New Albany, Renaissance Bank, and Wright Glass and Aluminum. For more info, visit. NewAlbanyMainStreet.com. So, looking forward to that. Going to have to get up a little early in the morning. Going to drive up there on Friday morning, but the weather looks good. So, looking forward, as always, to navigating my way through Mississippi. Such a beautiful state, this time of year especially. The leaves are starting to turn a little bit. So, enjoying the uh, the sights. All right, so there was a question... If Donald this is Bo in Indianola, if Donald Trump walks in a bank for loans, he is not getting turned around opposite of me applying. Well, I, I hear you, Bo, but the bottom line is there, there are rules and their policies and procedures and they've got to be applied to every borrower. Doesn't matter who it is. You just cannot assume anything. And in this case, I don't know all the details, but it, uh, it's been reported, by the way, by Forbes, for what that's worth, that his business owes 1.3 billion. that that is uh, calculated at about 200 million more than he owed when he left office 1.3 billion. J.P. Morgan Chase loaned 1.2 billion against the San Francisco office complex. Trump's got 30% of that. It's a minority interest, so he's a limited partner. He's not personally liable for that debt in the event of a default, but it's a huge effect on his balance sheet no matter what. So it's Vornado Realty Trust is the general partner on that deal and has the majority ownership. Anyhow, lots of Lots of other stuff. And and in fact, there's a timeline that Forbes has published that shows all the various properties, their location, and the amount Trump owes on those properties. And um, this is from Forbes. So take that for whatever you will. No one has brought, also Bo says, no one has thought about what if Ukraine wins, how far will Putin go, how many nukes will he fleeing across the world might be better if they would just crush Ukraine quick. Well, I don't I don't know that I would think that any sort of war that defeats another nation, especially one like this that would involve lots of loss of life and destruction of property, that's just not good. Now, if what you're saying, Bo, is it's the inevitable, let's let it happen and get it over with, I, I guess I can appreciate that, but the, the uh, reality is Ukraine is uh, getting the best of Russia and running them out, right? They're hot at this point. Yeah. At this point. And I think that Putin is visibly fl- frustrated by that. And So well, remember, they
2: thought it was only going to take a couple of days.
1: Yeah. So he's nuclear rattling. He's not saber rattling, right? He's nuclear rattling. And I think it's safe to say his country, his military. Does have the ability? Does possess the ability, if they wanted to, to launch a nuclear attack. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't question that I, at a minimum. And and I know that our Pentagon, our leaders, they're huddled up right now talking about this. There ain't no doubt. But I have no fear, because Joe. He's over there. Who's he speaking to? Somewhere across the pond.
2: No, he was at the U.N. this morning. Oh, the U.N., that's right. About how they need to be more inclusive and worry about Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Okay,
1: right. I knew it was some global organization he was talking to, but, uh, okay, you point out he just went up there to New York to the U.N. Okay, well, I feel better knowing he's in charge and he's representing our country. Isn't it getting more obvious, though, that he keeps saying stuff that has to get walked back? The pandemic's over? Well, not exactly, says Corinne Jean-Pierre. No,
2: he was at the, the Detroit Auto Show, and that's what he was talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he says that. Um, and and he's made some other comments that make you really question, who the heck's in charge here? Before we get out of here today, though, we do have uh, a question for him to illustrate this uh, this issue that, re- that uh, is, pertains to the border. And then we got Don Lamont from CNN, who's been demoted over there. He had something to say about the royal family as it relates to reparations. He got schooled, though, baby. He got a history lesson, didn't he? We're coming right back in the Element Well Studios with Ken Newberger, Executive Director of Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association.
0: UFM Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
17: This is a Fox News Alert. I'm Chris Foster. Former President Trump, his three oldest children, and their company are sued for fraud by the state of New York. They're accused of lying about property values to banks, potential business partners, and tax officials. New York Attorney General Letitia James.
21: All told we uncovered more than 200 examples of false and misleading asset valuations that were used on his statements. The pattern of fraud and deception that was used by Mr. Trump and the Trump Organization for their own financial benefit is astounding. Uh,
17: Trump attorney says the suit's about James' political agenda, not facts or the law. President Biden, addressing the United Nations, blames Russia and its war on Ukraine for making a global food crisis worse.
5: Nothing else matters if parents cannot feed their children. He's
17: pledging another $2.9 billion this year in American support for global food and humanitarian assistance. He accuses Russia of violating the U.N. charter with the Ukraine invasion. America's listening to Fox News.
6: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt,
8: ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions, protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi.
4: I'm JT Mitchell, and you're listening to Super Talk, Mississippi News. The numbers are in, and according to the Mississippi Film Office, the Magnolia State was the site of 15 feature films during the first half of 2022.
18: Between January and June of this year, we've had 15 feature films in the state. That have already gone into production and completed fifteen. I've been here for twenty-four years. The first year the first years in the film office, we were lucky to have, you know, one or two yeah. feature films, and that was fine and normal at that point. So to have fifteen yeah. in six months is amazing.
4: Features filmed in Mississippi this year include a suitable flesh, broken ties, as well as interfere to the next wave. And 24-year-old Brianna Sidhu has been arrested after driving her car into the crispy, crunchy chicken in Hattiesburg. It's recently been discovered that Sidhu was an employee of the restaurant.
0: You know that nowadays most people go online to look at a business before they spend their money. But what if the online information about your business is incorrect? Or even worse, not very flattering. If your online presence isn't great, you may be losing customers. Supertalk Mississippi Media Digital's trusted and highly trained team is the answer. We're ready to work with you to help your business capitalize on the power of digital marketing. Call 601-991-2305 or go to stmmdigital.com to get started today.
11: Hello to all you sheriffs and jail administrators. Mississippi Industries for the Blind can help with your jail's cleaning chemicals and inmate supplies. MIB offers products that are safe to the officers as well as the inmates. Our budget friendly Correct Pack products have been used in Mississippi prisons for over 20 years. MIB also offers jail mats, linens, and personal hygiene items. So if your facility needs good, safe products, reach out to MIB today at sales at msblind.com dot org
4: Mississippi high school teacher recently took a spin on the Wheel of Fortune walking away with over $68,000 in cash and prizes. Ashley Martin who's a teacher at Marietta Elementary was featured on Monday night's episode of the popular game show. Originally filmed back in August Martin won approximately $60,000 in cash as well as a trip for two to Punta Cana. According to Martin she'll use the money to pay off a loan she took out to buy a building for her business, which is called Heartbeat, and aims to offer learning opportunities for students in Northeast Mississippi. In former Ole Miss women's basketball standout, Shakira Austin will be one of 12 players competing for Team USA today when the FIBA World Cup kicks off in Sydney. With Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm JT Mitchell.
6: In the capital city metro area. Love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9 Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines. And join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi live from the Element Wealth Studio. Don't forget, Thunder and Lightning live with Brian Haydad across the entire Super Talk Mississippi network and on Super Talk TV. It comes on tonight, each Wednesday night starting at 6 p.m. Thunder and Lightning covers the Mississippi State Bulldogs like no one else. And of course, you'll still be able to get daily Thunder and Lightning episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. So, we were just talking about this AG suit against President Trump, and just looking at at some of the details there, and the allegations, I I just find it kind of interesting. Honestly, it says uh, Mr. Trump and the Trump organization repeatedly and persistently manipulated the value of assets to induce banks to lend money to the organization for more favorable terms and would also result in paying lower taxes, satisfying continuing loan agreements, and inducing insurance companies to provide coverage for higher limits and at lower premiums. But I, st- I still just don't get it. Like... You just show up and say, "Hey, I got this building I need a loan for or this project. It's worth this." What? Where's the underwriting process? I I just I'm stunned by this, honestly, especially that amount of money where the stakes are so high. So I I'm not I don't know. The Attorney General now so Mose by the way on the C-Spire tax line before I say that says I just noticed something that is not being covered concerning the New York AG and their suit against President Trump. They filed a civil, not a criminal suit. However, the Attorney General Mose did say, according to reports, that she believes the allegations also support state and federal criminal laws and that her office is making a referral to the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York and the IRS. So we'll see, certainly, where all that goes. But it also says that their office, the AG's office in New York, is requesting that the New York Supreme Court permanently bar Trump – this is the real goal here – permanently bar Trump and his children – from serving as officers for any New York corporation and bar Trump and the Trump organization, from participating in New York commercial real estate acquisitions, or applying for loans in the state for five years. I just wonder if they have the legal authority to do something like that. I've I've really never seen that. Now I can't say that I've tracked a lot of these sorts of cases. This is kind of unique unto itself. but. And that just seems like a weird request, and in and in a, a strange order. That I just wonder if the, if the A. G. or a court would have the, the authority. To impose, you can't be on a, a board member of a corporation. You you can't participate in commercial real estate yeah, transactions. I think that gets out
2: of the swim lane of the judicial branch in any state. Yeah, I don't I don't know about
1: that. Um, Again, it's uh, not something I fully understand from a legal perspective, but, you, you know, she's been talking about this for some time, right, and I guess she finally decided to uh, to kick it off, and we'll see where all that goes, but I don't know, it seems like there's a lot bigger fish to fry. That doesn't mean that if, if in fact, some laws were broken, that there should not be be appropriate consequences sure but i i think this is a lot more complicated i really do you're dealing with complex assets valuation of those assets i just got to say it again and i know I'm beating the horse to death is what are you talking about what are you thinking banks when you you just relied on somebody giving you a piece of paper said yeah here's what it's worth they also allege that he lied about how much cash he had in the bank well Anybody out there that's ever, say, bought a house, for example, that's that's the typical, I would say, large dollar amount transaction most people have some experience with. You've got to produce a personal financial statement, generally. At a minimum, you've got to give your bank statements, right? You've got to prove if you've got enough money to make a down payment. And you've got to also show that when you applied for the mortgage and you've stated what your income is and in, in your loan was, was prepared and approved, based on that, you can't just say, yeah, that's what I make. You've got, you got to show evidence of deposits going into your account that correspond with the amount of income that you reported on your application. Well, this is no different. You just don't show up and say, that's what I make, without them verifying it. Not that I'm aware of, and I've done quite a bit of that. I just find that bizarre. Negligent, honestly, on the part of these giant banks, to some extent. Now that's not excusing if there was truly was any sort of lying or fraudulent information being exchanged and submitted. Well, sure, that's a problem, but I just don't see how it gets to that point. Not when you're talking about billions, especially, in multiple, multiple transactions just crazy Kevin in Monticello says scary to say but that 87,000 new IRS agents may uh, be dissecting everything Trump has which is about what it would take <laughs> well uh, not really Kevin honestly it's um if if Forbes can come up with it which was pretty pretty easy and I'm looking at uh, literally a list of all the properties the uh, the date the lo- and the location I'm sorry. the the year I should say, in which the debt uh, is coming due on these properties, the location, and the amount of debt owed. Um, and so, this information evidently is readily available somehow to them. But it's probably because a lot of that occurred through funds in third parties, investment groups, real estate. Investment holding companies and so forth, where all that's public. So, you know, there's. I don't have any confidence that there are any IRS agents that could dissect such a complex tax return, though that they are, or financial disclosure, though they are um, required or responsible, not required, responsible for that. Yeah, uh, they're gonna. They're gonna go. This is why they're gonna go after. The so called little guys, because they're they're easy. Doesn't produce as much benefit from a recovery of of dollars perspective in case there is any kind of irregularity on a tax return, but that's what they're going to go after. It's easy. It's just, it's easy. Just not, you know, you cheated on your earned income tax credit or something to that effect. And that's what's going to happen. It's the it's the small pass-through businesses that's really, really where you're going to see the IRS focus because that is a rather involved transaction. Not really a transaction, but just flow that is uh, subject to some interpretation there, and there can be a little bit of gaming on that based on the amount that goes to your personal, the amount that stays in the company, and so forth. So anyhow, we'll. Uh, that's what I expect to happen. It's harassment, honestly, of small, mid-sized business owners, most of which are not organized as full C corporations, but rather are passed through entities, meaning their income passes through to them personally, and their tax return is filed that way. I'm pretty sure Trump pays someone to deal with his taxes in the IRS. He doesn't do his own returns. Of course, Darren and Jackson says, well, yeah, nobody's suggesting that he, that he does, but Keep in mind, though, that tax preparers, they prepare income tax returns based on the information you give them. And and uh, they have some liability, but they also have some protection in that, hey, this is what the client gave me. I just put that on a tax return. It's on the client if what they gave me was false or incomplete. Now, they ask questions, of course, especially... Um, if you've got the same tax prepare as you did in prior years, because some things they know should show up in next year's return and in, in the documents used, the input documents for the return. And if you, if you show up in a year and you, you don't have that, the question's going to be, like, let's say you had a 1099 on an investment account. And you showed up and you included that in one year's package, and the next year you didn't it would be incumbent upon the CPA to say, or the tax preparer, hey, did you sell all those assets? Because I don't have a 1099 this year. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I didn't run that one off. I mean, that's an example. But in general, for example, if you got income from sources and you don't report it, you don't give it to them, they don't know about it, they're not liable for that. You are, is the... Is the uh, is the taxpayer, not the tax preparer, so. But yeah, Trump's obviously someone in his status with all his assets. Brutally complex tax returns. An army of people are involved in doing those tax returns, to be honest. We're coming right back. We don't know what happened to Ken Newberger. We're still looking for him. But we're in the Element Wealth Studios.
13: You've shared half your life together built your family and careers together she doesn't just complete your sentences she completes you isn't it time to tell her you'd marry her all over again I'm John Ravenstein and I'm Rachel Ravenstein from Juncker jewelry company suggesting that maybe it's time for that second diamond the diamond you've always wanted to give her and now can afford
6: here at Juniker jewelry company as direct diamond importers you'll find more certified large diamonds than any other store
13: stunning too Three, four-carat diamonds and larger in stock every day at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. And the
6: Diamond Professionals to help you create not just her ultimate diamond engagement ring, but a true family heirloom. So
13: when you want to say, I love you, on her birthday, your anniversary, or just because it's time
8: for that second diamond. Come to Juniker's. Because she's a keeper. Juniker Jewelry. Mississippi's direct diamond importer, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway,
7: just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com.
0: Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for
4: the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com.
5: Hello, Mississippi. This is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Vantage Health Plan. Back in 1994, I started Vantage with a group of local doctors who believe that patient health, your health, is our top priority. That's why Vantage makes it easy for you to get the care you need with quality, affordable health insurance that puts you first. I know it's not what you usually expect from a health plan, but now you can.
18: Visit VantageHealthPlan.com for more information. Vantage Health Plan, the freedom to live a healthy life.
3: Men's Health of Mississippi is the proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Men's Health of Mississippi, providing medical and health care services to men of all ages, treating almost all health issues that men face. Call or go online for an appointment today.
19: What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership why all of us at Jannie King, the king of clean, are excited for this season. At Jannie King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's jannykingcleans.com.
6: Feeling
19: it? Dream <sighs> the new degree of comfort.
6: yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. Now back to middays with Gerard here on Super Talk
0: Mississippi.
1: I know we've been talking about this. It's the big news today: the uh, New York AG filing a lawsuit against uh, Donald Trump, uh, and basically saying that he committed fraud and didn't disclose all of his uh, his assets accurately. And and um, there's been a couple of people on the on the ceasefire text line that. Say what, uh, yeah, what we've been saying. Bradford Blue Springs says, and Blue Springs says, banks have independent appraisers not affiliated with the banks that they use to determine what properties are worth. They will not accept something from you saying what the property is worth, in my experience. I agree, Bradford, and that's why I'm calling out, calling attention at least to the um, the fact that there are, uh, this is a situation where I find just fascinating and that he's got this long list of properties and, and, but you have an AG suing him, saying, well, you lied about the value of those to secure loans and financing and so forth, and the amount of cash you had in your account. I've never known any financial institution to just take your word for it. Here's your check. Okay, I got it. I just, I agree with you. And I I find that really fascinating. Um, let's see. Somebody else said something. Yeah, here we go. It's the responsibility of the lender to establish the value of collateral. Every borrower wants their collateral to be maximally valued, but the bank has to determine what is reasonable and properly supported. Max, agree, Max. I,
2: we, it's, I've, I don't get it, honestly. You, you can't just walk in the bank with a big shiny rock and go, this used to belong to royalty. Give me a million dollars. Exactly right. No doubt about it. All right, so i got to share this with you, folks.
1: They're, I'm watching the business channel right now, and they're, uh, they're featuring, by the way, a New York City penthouse. It lists for $250 million. Okay? It would be the highest ever home sale price. I recognize that building. I think I may have told this story before, but I was pitching uh, one of the large uh, private equity firms based in New York that had a fantastic office overlooking Central Park. And out in the distance, I could see a a towering building, very narrow. It was an interesting shape. Um, Out in the distance, also overlooking Central Park, it was under construction. And I happened to ask, before the meeting got started, the, um, the associates that were my escorts until... The big chiefs showed up to make the decisions on whether or not to give you that money. And I asked them, "What is that?" And they said, "Well, it's residences." I thought that was interesting. I said, "Gee, just out of curiosity, what would something like that cost?" And they said, "6,500 dollars a foot." Now that was five years ago. I said, "Well, who the heck can afford that?" And they said, "Well, Tom Brady's already bought the first one. That's it. I recognize it. I have it's kind of a, a layered. As it as it rises, shape. But here you go, two hundred fifty million. That is crazy. Assuming it's been valued by an appraiser, right? As we're talking about that. Oh man. So before we get back to discussing the AG and Trump, we got to share this with you. This is the great Don Lemon, as Tucker calls him from CNN. Been demoted. He's in the morning. Uh, right, So he's talking to, this person, Rhino, is associated with the British royalty, correct, that uh, he's, he's talking to here. Uh, uh,
2: what's, her, what's her title? Royal Commentator.
1: Okay, yeah, something to that effect. But anyhow, just take a listen, and we'll talk about it after.
7: Well, this is coming when, you know, this, all of this wealth and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising cost of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts, and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism, and they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back, and uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are...
21: 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, We need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffing pages. Absolutely, that's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time.
10: It's an interesting discussion, Nora. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank
1: you very much. I'm an idiot. Thank you very much. Uh, now, I know you, you know a lot about this sort of stuff. Is that true?
2: Oh, yeah. Accurate. The Barbary Pirates. Okay,
1: yeah. I, I've uh, heard the name, yeah. Okay. So, But the, the big takeaway to me was that where this
2: started was in their own damn corrupt countries.
1: Same crap that's happening today. Same thing that's happening today.
2: There's actually a big-budget Hollywood film recounting the story of one of the tribes in Africa starring Viola Davis. It's the, the woman king. That tribe in Africa fought the, the, the colonials for control of their land and the ability to sell slaves. Sure.
1: because Look,
2: it's any
1: time you have the lack of the rule of law. And, and remember, the underlying framework of this country, its founding, was that we are a nation of laws. Not men. Laws. That was the whole idea. Without that, you got
2: nothing. You cannot prosper. You cannot pursue happiness. And I'm in no way condoning slavery, but slavery did allow for a historical gl- a, a glimpse back into history through the journals of slaves. True. Like, for example, there was a Viking king that was sold into slavery in the Middle East and the only one of the few accounts we have of his time in history and his travels throughout the world are due to his enslavement. Wow. So, and there's so
1: much to that history. But clearly he didn't expect this, right? I mean, and he may not know. if he. You would think if he did, he wouldn't have asked this question. Of uh, this person, who's likely to be prepared for it? Not only that... Probably didn't have to prepare, probably already knows that history, right? As as an English citizen, and one who serves in the role she does. She's not like Corinne Jean-Pierre, where she's got to flip through the notebook to find the answer to that, the talking point, right? The prepared, pre-rehearsed talking point crap. No, she knows this. She knows that history. And so, she points out, yeah... I agree. Reparations. Let's go back to Africa where the the corrupt leaders of the time and maybe their descendants should be required to pay reparations, because it's them that rounded up, as she said, their own people, put them in cages, and sold them for profit. For profit. And it was the British Navy that finally said, this ain't right. Stopped it. It's true. Wow. But he wanted so bad, well, is the royal family going to pay (laughs) reparations? That's what he wanted. It goes back to what you said uh, last week, the demand for racism grossly exceeds the supply. That's what he's looking for, a supply. And he didn't find it. And is that even the thing you should be talking to this person, this royal commentator about? I mean, that's like all he cared about. He's obsessed with it, consumed with it. They just are. It's Trump, racism and climate change and gender ideology. That's all they care about. They're obsessed with it. It's ridiculous. Inflation, what's that? Immigration, the border's secure. Crime, we don't have any crime. I mean, it's the truth. Zero acknowledgement, zero willingness to confront the issues that I think are front and center across the parties. In fact, we may have some sound here from Joe Biden yesterday, as he gets asked about immigration. Listen to this.
16: under your watch, Mr. President. On the border, why is more overwhelmed under your
11: watch? On the border, why
18: is the border more overwhelmed under your watch, Mr. President?
5: Because there are three countries that are never have. There are fewer fewer immigrants coming from Central America and from Mexico. This is a totally different circumstance. What's on my watch now is Venezuela, Cuba, and Nicaragua. And the ability to send them back to those states is not rational. You could send them back and have them... Like, we're working with Mexico and other countries to see if we can stop the flow. But that's the difference. Thank you. Well, you're
12: you're
1: Pathetic. Break time. We're coming right back. Half an hour left on midday. Stay with us.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today's sunny skies, high near 96. Tonight, clear conditions for you, low around 72. Thursday, sunny conditions and hot, high all the way to 97. And for your finally Friday, sunny skies, high near 90 degrees. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
8: Rogers Dabs Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, an excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service
6: department. That's Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com. Don't just get a job, get a career with great salary and benefits. The Mississippi Department of Corrections has just increased your salary by 10%. If you qualify, you can be a Corporal, Sergeant, Captain, or Major, with base salaries ranging from over $36,000 to over $47,000. Thousand dollars, Add to that retirement medical benefit package is up to 17000 more, all with paid-on-the-job training not far from where you live. Visit mdocms.gov to apply today. That's mdoc.ms.gov.
8: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland
18: you mind your own business.
7: 601-345-8090 That's 601-345-8090 Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com That's Barone'sTreePros.com
4: I'm J.T. Mitchell and you're listening to Super Tall, Mississippi News. The numbers are in and according to the Mississippi Film Office, the Magnolia State was the site of 15 feature films during the first half of 2022.
18: Between January and June of this year, we've had 15 feature films in the state that have already gone into production and completed. 15. I've been here for 24 years, the first year the first years in the film office. We were lucky to have you know one or two yeah. feature films and that was fine and normal at that point. So to have 15 yeah. in six months is amazing.
4: Features filmed in Mississippi this year include a suitable flesh, broken ties as well as interfere to the next wave. And 24-year-old Brianna Sidhu has been arrested after driving her car into the Crispy Crunchy Chicken in Hattiesburg. It's recently been discovered that Sidhu was an employee of the restaurant.
11: I would like to share some news with you today. Mississippi Industries for the Blind has cleaning chemicals and products to keep your business or even your home clean and safe. Our U.S.-made cleaning products are safe, user-friendly, and come with no harsh chemical odors, just a clean, fresh scent. There's no waste with these pre-measured packs. They're a great way to help your bottom line. Would you like to know more? Please
20: contact MIB at sales at msblind.org. Swing into the Sanderson Farms Championship for a good time and a great way to give back. Proceeds from the championship are donated to Children's of Mississippi to support the nearly 180,000 patient visits each year. Last year, $1.5 million were raised for Children's of Mississippi and more than $300,000 were raised for over 60 additional Mississippi charities. So join us for the Sanderson Farms Championship September 26th through October 2nd at the Country Club of Jackson.
1: We are back in the Element Well Studios. Daryl Hall and John Oates. I miss their music. It was good. When they were popular back in the late 70s, early 80s. Good stuff. Two different sort of guys, too, huh? Oh, yeah. Totally different, but it did work well. Made good music. So, on the C Spire text uh, text line... Paul in Greenville says people's heads are going to explode when Trump is no longer around to talk about or go after the left.
2: Now they'll just move on to whatever the next Republican champion is. That's true. I mean, just look at the hatred W got while he was in office, to the point where was it Comedy Central had a whole cartoon show making fun of him, That's Little right. Bush. That's right. But then, oh, he gave a he gave a cost drop to Michelle Obama, so we we got to love him now because he's not Trump. <laughs> Yeah, and they're going after Desantis now, of course. But but uh,
1: Trump, I think, presents a lot more to uh, to focus on. But because he's not in the president's seat and not tweeting, CNN's ratings are down. MSNBC as well, because the whole the network's all he did when he was in the in office. Yeah. Jerry and Boonville says, do you think Trump will be able to run in 2024? Able to? You know, at this point, I have a hard time believing that this AG in New York or the uh, DOJ's investigation into the, the uh, documents at Mar-a-Lago, it, it's hard for me really to come to grips with the notion that something may come out of that that would prohibit him from running for office. I think the bigger question is, will he run for office? I don't know. It sure seems like it at this point. He's doing rallies all over the place. Feels like it. I did catch that, for what it's worth, just passing on a recent poll, like last week in Florida, shows that DeSantis gets the nod as the candidate over Donald Trump from Republican voters. So... Is Trump looking at that? I don't know, honestly, but I think that's the bigger issue is will he run? I just i can't can't get past the the uh, idea that I just don't think there's enough there from a legal perspective that would ban him from running for president. I just don't think anything happens. There may be some other stuff come about, but I don't think it it rises to that level, honestly. Uh, CC in Sanatobia makes a point. It's the liberals' way. Sue, sue, sue. Doesn't matter if anything sticks. Trump, sue him. Abbott and DeSantis, sue their butts. Anyway, happy birthday, Rhino. Have a good one. <laughs> I agree with you, CC. It do, it does seem like that, and it's it's everything's just over dramatic, isn't it? And I know that they uh, they they tend to describe. Those of us on the right is radical. You know that you are pro-life. You're radical. That you want to make sure that folks who vote really are eligible to vote. Right, it's radical. You want to enforce law. Someone said uh, here a minute ago that Trump, yeah, Jerry and Imponitant, President Trump should have just taken a hatchet, tore up a McDonald's in New York City. He'd been out in 18 hours. Folks, if you've seen the video on that, that's kind of scary, isn't it, to think that would happen in a McDonald's. I always think about kids when I think of McDonald's, and honestly, it's, that's kind of who they appeal to. That's their market. Um, and to think about someone wielding a hatchet around like an idiot, the way this guy was, probably in the presence of children. I mean, it's bad enough with adults. That's terrible. Terrible, that this kind of stuff. But the left seems to not only dispute that this is even going on, disregard it, but therefore they won't do anything about it. They don't even talk about it, is really what's bad. And I saw where, for what it's worth, the Starbucks on Canal Street. Right there, Canal, I don't think it's on the corner of St. Charles. It might be, though. Uh, but it's, it's further on Canal, down towards the river, across from, I think, the Ritz, if I'm not mistaken, or pretty close thereabouts. But anyhow, around, it's, it's on the, um, the uptown side of Canal Street, opposite the quarter. there. And it's closing. They just basically said crime, vagrants, can't keep it open anymore. And that's just you know one shop. I'm sure there are more. That's that was that disturbed me. I um I like to go to New Orleans. I like to stay in that area and walk the streets around there. And I, I will say, when I was there for the sugar bowl last time, did that in the morning, you do have to navigate and walk around the homeless folks. And the defecation. It's kind of a microcosm of what we've been seeing in San Francisco and other American cities. I just find it sad. How could you not be disturbed by this, that so many of these great American cities are just degenerating this way? And they just don't seem to care or admit it. But this is another one run by Democrats. You saw recently... Questions about her, the mayor. What's her name? Latoya spending thirty grand, twenty nine grand on travel, first class travel, jetting around. Yeah, Latoya Cantrell. And said, "I'm not paying it back. It's it's business travel or what have you." And she tried to justify why she had to have the the first class royal treatment in her travels. Look, you want to pay for the uplift on your own? I got no problem with that, honestly. But on the taxpayers, I got to be a little bit more responsible. Frugal. But she just, she shrugged it off. No big deal. Hey, lady, have you seen your streets? The crime is outrageous. I think it now, perhaps, has ascended to the top of murder in this country. Isn't that right? Isn't that what you understand? Yeah, me too. Sad. And they're, like, less than half of their police force is on the job of uh, what the organizational chart calls for. Less than half. Nobody wants to be a cop. I don't blame them. There's no respect for them. They go out and arrest people for committing crimes. They're back out like this hatchet-wielding fool in New York. You start to wonder when the police say, well, what's the, what's the use? These woke DAs say, oh, yeah, let's see, you're a minority, you're good to go. Seriously. That's what's happening. It is um, It's hurting. This is hurting our country. This is what Republicans should be, I believe, focused on. is the rampant crime, the crisis at the border, that you just heard Joe Biden, oh, it's a different situation, I've got Venezuela. What's different? What effort are they making to deal with those countries directly in this problem? I mean, if, if what we're being told is they're all fleeing those countries seeking asylum in this country because of onerous communist rule and oppression, okay I get it. Let's figure out something, but just letting them immigrate here and having to pay money Right, to the coyotes, I don't think you can do it without that. My guess is you probably couldn't get out of those countries any other way. Many of whom die along the way are abused, women, raped, children. And you're telling them, when they interview them, they said, Yeah, Joe Biden basically said, Come on in. You're
2: encouraging it. You're engendering it. But then they'll claim, But they're seeking asylum. Well... Two million people can't all be seeking asylum. Agree. I agree with you. It's just statistically highly
1: unlikely. And the reality is we don't know who the hell's coming across. That's part of the problem. There's no interest in even finding out. But Corinne Jean-Pierre, that's not how it works. They're having these encounters and they're getting the process and the ice and these guys. No, that's not what's happening. (laughs) And There's all kind of video evidence. To refute everything she says and her boss. This just, this unwillingness and this um, uh, refusal to accept the truth and the facts and debate those means you can't ever fix them because you don't think they're a problem. It's Joe Biden. Well, immigration is different now.
2: I got Venezuela. It's because Democrats don't deal in reality. Over a third of them believe a man can get pregnant. Oh, gosh. <laughs> pretty much right. You pretty Like
1: I said so many times, it's kind of hard to come to grips with solving any problems if you can't agree on how many genders there are. we got another segment left here in the Element Well Studios on Middays. We're coming right back.
19: What's the best way to accomplish a common goal? Teamwork. When a team works together, they can do anything with the right leadership. That's why all of us at Janny King, the King of Clean, are excited for this season. At Janny King, our team has been working together for over 35 years, cleaning your offices, schools, buildings, and churches. Let our team help your team. Go to JannyKingCleans.com and trust your clean to the king. That's JanieKingCleans.com.
0: Join Sports Talk Mississippi every Friday during the 5 o'clock hour for Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll tell you our favorite way to grill the delicious Polk's Original, Cajun and Garlic and Green
6: Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. Remember, picky people pick Polk's.
19: Looking for something fun you and your family can do this weekend? Join Rebecca Turner every Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. during Good Things to learn more about statewide events and happenings. Sponsored by the Mississippi Main Street Association.
14: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Every day, be sure to catch the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, greatness starts with the 2023 Ford F-150. Winning requires the right game plan, like the impressive towing and payload you will only find in the 2023 Ford F-150 truck. No wonder Ford F-Series are America's best-selling trucks 45 years straight. Visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com for details. And don't miss the college football fix.
1: Back in the Element Well studio. So I wanted to get to this today that I I consider this a bit of positive news, and that is there's some states, some legislatures in states that have mandated primary sources in American history classes to purge racially divisive bias from K-12 public education. And dang, Rhino, since I've been doing this show. I couldn't count the number of examples of, frankly, racial animosity embedded in uh, pedagogy, especially uh, in, in history classes and other classes as well. K-12, through 12. and of course in
2: higher ed, it's unbelievable, right? It's just nuts there. But they're just reimagining and decolonizing the De- curriculum. I hate that damn decolonizing.
1: Uh, you said it just because you know. it get, It's the stupidest thing. I don't even know what the heck they're talking about. Even Don Lamont talked about it, right? With the royal family. Decolonization. It's just dumb. I, I hate the way they try to...
2: um, They try to use history as leverage in a a feelings-based argument, except they've only taken a certain slice of history that aligns with the narrative they're trying to push. I agree. But use these kind of fancy
1: words, if you will... To make it sound like it's a more serious issue than it is, kind of, and or that they're just superior to you intellectually. I I use the word decolonize. I'm smarter than you. Do you get the same feeling oh, yeah. sometimes? All right. So ten states have enacted laws requiring primary, what they call primary sources. This is according to the Ashbrook Center, which is an independent program at Ashland University in Ohio, which supplies core documents and trains teachers in their use. These new requirements have created a spike in the number of teachers contacting the center, which was launched in 1983. But, so, what they're doing is Kentucky, uh, Arizona, Colorado are mandating primary sources for the first time. And so what we're talking about here is the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the other founding documents. That is our history. That is the accurate, true, real history. Colorado, even, is on board. Their law instructs teachers to cover the nation's founding documents and basic civics knowledge. Absolutely. Quote, it is dependent on the teacher and the philosophy of the school or district on how the documents are interpreted, Sam said Pam Bengino, director of the Education Policy Center at the Independence Institute in Denver, which I think played a part in pushing this legislation through. Other states include Florida, Idaho, Louisiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, and Wyoming. Hey, how about us, Mississippi? I think it's time. This just takes... All the subjectiveness out of it, which it should be. You can certainly debate our history, but you you can you can debate, I guess, an opinion on whether or not it was whatever happened was good or bad, and what the the results and the consequences are. But you can't debate what actually happened, such as the founding of the nation, the reason behind that the catalyst for that, and the founding documents that served as the framework. That's not debatable. You can't change that. But there are lots of people that want to, completely want to. Who was it last week that said, that Constitution's just trash. Some idiot left-wing professor on a college campus, we got to get rid of that Constitution. Literally said it's trash. Trash. Just blew me away. South Carolina's Senate bill specifies that schools must teach, quote, the United States Constitution, the Federalist Papers, the Emancipation Proclamation, and the Declaration of Independence to each student, end quote. What a novel idea! How did we get away from that? What happened? You're not happy because... You think that that's keeping you from peeing where you want to or using your pronouns and crap like that?
2: Well, no, they didn't have a land acknowledgment at the beginning of the Declaration of that's Independence, right. so it's <laughs> null and void, even though the whole concept of land acknowledgment is asinine.
1: <laughs> Who was it, Microsoft, that we played
2: the video when they had
1: the, uh, some big uh, web uh, conference and uh, somebody...
2: <laughs> When they've kicked it off, the moderator. I'm a male wearing a blue shirt. He, him, pronouns. <laughs> I acknowledge that the land was stolen from blah 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 blah. <laughs> that we
1: got to dig that one up. That's one of the best because once again, what makes me laugh is because they're so serious about it. No, this isn't a serious thing. <laughs> we are out of time today. We appreciate you so much for joining us back in the Element Wells Studios tomorrow. Are you off? Yes,
2: you, I will be back on Tuesday. That's what I thought.
1: Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.